Masechet Pesachim has been dedicated by Mr. Ike J. Shechebar in honor of his grandparents, Mr. Ike and Jeanette Bibi. We bless Mr. Ike Shechebar, who's been a sponsor of the Dafyomi for many uh, days. They should continue to enjoy success, health, and happiness. May his grandparents also enjoy much nachat from him as well as all their grandchildren and may they only share in semachot for the entire family. Amen. Amen. Today's daf has been sponsored by Dr. Isaac Meddeb and his wife Lily in memory of Moshe ben Rachel Man. Ruach Hashem Tanihenu Began Aiden Amen. Today's daf is being studied by Elun Ishmat Baruch Rafael ben Miriam and Abraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Aiden Amen. We begin on daf Kuf Yud Chet and we are seven lines from the bottom and we begin with the third word on the line Ve'od. And the Gemara begins. Ve'od shalach lo. Rabbi Ishmael sent to Rabbi. Shelosh me'ot v'shishim v'hamishai. Meaning he sent him the following hidush. Let's just review what we were discussing. Rabbi Ishmael ben Rabbi Yosei was sick. Rabbi uh, sent message to him that if he could relate to him some of the teachings uh, that Rabbi Ishmael learned from his father, Rabbi Yosef. So he said, Shalak lo, he sent to Rabbi the following Hadush. Shalosh mot v'shishim v'chamisha shivakim b'chirah kadosh shil romi. That there are 365 marketplaces in the city of Rome. Shalosh mot v'shishim v'chamisha b'raniyot. And each one contains 365 towers in it. And in each one of those towers, there's 365 steps. And on each and every step, it had enough food in order to sustain the entire world. The Gemara says, Amar Rabbi Shimon Berabi, Lerabi, the Amrila, the Bishmael, Berabi Yose, Lerabi. Hale Leman, who's this food for? I mean, who's going to eat all this food? So the Gemara said, Lach, Ul Havrach, Ul Havrutach. So the B answered, it's going to be for you. For your colleagues, and for the colleagues of your colleagues, meaning for all those that study Torah, one day all that berachar, all that sustenance, and all that food is going to go to the Tamidah Kharim Shinaimar. Sahra Vitinana Kodesh Lahashim Lo Yatsir Velo Yahasin Kidayoshbim Lifna Hashem Yye. Sahra means her merchandise. Vedana and her wage will one day become holy to Hashem. It shall not be stored nor treasured, but it shall be for those who sit before Hashem. 
So the Gabbana says, Milo Yatzer, what does it mean it's not going to be stored? Tane Rav Yosef, Lo Yatzer, and Allah be stored Ze Betotzar. This is referring to normal, let's say, wheat and grains that are normally stored in the granary, such as, let's say, uh, grain, wine, oil, etc. It's not going to be stored. Velo Yahasin, nor are they going to put it in a treasury. Ze Bet Geniza. This refers to things that usually put in a treasury, like gold and silver. And the Pasuk is coming to say that these items are no longer going to be stored in storehouses or treasuries. In the time of the Mashiach, it's going to be distributed. But the question is distributed to who? So it says to those that are sitting in front of Hashem. So the Gemara says, My kila yoshvim lifne Hashem. What does it mean when it says it's going to be distributed to those that are sitting in front of Hashem? Amar bil azar zeh makir mekom havero mishiva. It literally means this is a person that knows where his friend sits in the yeshiva. What does that mean? He knows where his friend sits. So look at the Rashbam, the first one. She yodeya lomar zeh makom peloni bezeh makom peloni. He knows exactly the seating arrangement of the yeshiva. Here's where so and so sits, and here's where so and so sits. Since he's so fluent with the seating arrangement, must be that he himself frequents the Bet Midrash. And therefore, what it's saying is that the one that frequents the Bet Midrash is going to enjoy all that grains and all those. A gold and silver and all those uh, commodities. Ikade amre, some say, Amar bil hazar, zea mekabel pene havero by Shiva. This is referring to the one who greets his colleague in the academy. What does it mean he greets his colleague in the academy? Which means he's always the first one there. So when the students arrive, he can greet them. So such a man is sitting with Nashem. Therefore, he's going to enjoy all this beracha. Now, the end of that pasuk says, "Limchase atik," which literally is the one that covers the old things. So the Gemara wants to know what is this referring to? My limchase atik. What does it mean? And for those who cover the ancient. This is referring to the one that conceals the things that which is called uh, the ancient one, concealed. He keeps the concealed things concealed. What are these concealed things? This is referring to the secrets of the Torah. Specifically, um, things of the nature of Kabbalah, or for example, Ma'aseh Merkava, the chariot of fire that's discussed in uh, the first chapter of Yehaskel. These things are very esoteric and very difficult to understand. And therefore, somebody that knows it, but he does not reveal it, he is considered worthy of all the blessings. The Rajbam says, Setre Torah, Ma'aseh Merkava, or the different interpretations of the names of God. 
כדכתיב, זה שמי לעולם. במכסה, היינו שאינו מוסר אותם לכל אדם. Meaning he doesn't transmit this information to any person, אלא למי שליבו דואג. Only to somebody that his heart is, uh, um, let's say, worthy, meaning he attained the certain levels of uh, wisdom and tzedkut, כדאמינו בפרק אין דורשים. So this fellow over here is the one that keeps the secrets of the Torah secretive, meaning he does not give it over to people that are unworthy. Another interpretation, Vika the Amri the Gebra says, Ze hamgale devarim shekisa atikumin. It's the opposite. He reveals things that the ancient of days, which is God, concealed. What is this? Ta'ameh Torah. What is Ta'ameh Torah? This is referring to, let's say, the reasons of the law. That would be, for example, the Talmud. And things like that, that explain the logic of the Torah. So on, on this version, it's saying on the contrary. This fellow reveals things that were originally concealed. And that person will be Zohar to all the Berachot. Comes the Gemara and continues. What does it mean when it says in the Pasuk Which the word is understood is the one that gives power to somebody else to beat him. Which means he's not the winner. That would be a Notsayah. Lam Nasayah is again the one that empowers somebody else to beat him. So the Gemara says, Lam Nasayah Mizmolin David Zameru Lemishin Otsaim Oto Besameyah, which means, do you sing? What kind of song is that? If somebody uh, gives others the ability to conquer him, Lam Nasayah. Is that something to sing about? The Gemara says, The way of God is not the way of a man of flesh and blood. Normally a person, if somebody conquers him, obviously he's upset. They beat him, and he's happy. How do you know that? Shunayimad. Vowed to destroy Klayislam after they worshipped the Aigel. And it was not for Moshe's chosen one who prayed in front of God and closed the breach. What do you see from over here? But Olam wanted one thing. And Moshe Rabbeinu, so to speak, was victorious to change God's mind. So, for example, so to speak, Moshe conquered God. Of course, we say that in a euphemism. But the point is, God was happy. How do we know? Because the Pasuk says, Lule Moshe Behiro, Moshe is chosen one. That shows us that he was very fond of Moshe by calling him his chosen one, even though he technically beat the will of Agadot Baruch Hu. Hence, Lam Nasayah, Mizmor. A song to the one that allows himself to be beaten.
Amar of Kana, Mishum Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yosef. Amar Rabbi Shimon Ben Lakish, Mishum Rabbi Yehuda, Nisia. My dictiv. What does it mean when it says in the Pasuk, Vide Adam Mitahat Kanfehem? Again, this is a Pasuk in Yehazkel by the uh, chapter of the uh, Merkaba. So it says that there were human hands under the wings of the angels. So the Gemara says, Yadokitiv, that if we look at the Masoret, the way the word Videh, uh, although it's read Videh, but it is spelled Yado, which literally means his hand. So the Gemara says, Zei Yado Kadosh Baruch Hu. That's actually, actually a reference to the hand of Kadosh Baruch Hu, which is a reference really to the right hand, which really means this is a reference to the Midat Rahamim, the attribute of mercy of a Kadosh Baruch Hu. We know the right hand of God symbolizes mercy. Which he spreads under the wings of the Hayot, Hayot of certain angels. In order to receive and protect those people that make Teshuvah from the strict judgment. Which means, since the Middat Adin would say that anybody that sins against God should never be received by God. So Bani Allah spreads out his Middat Rahamim in order to bring them back to the Kisya Kavod. Jeez, the Pasuk is trying to show that Bori Olam goes out of his way in order to bring back the Baal Teshubah. Kibara continues. Amar of Yudam Shmuel. Kol Kesim Bezahav Shabaulam. All the money in the world. Yosef the Keto. Vebi all the Misraim. Yosef a Sadiq gathered it and brought it to Misraim. Shene Emar. Vailaket Yosef. Et Kol a Kesif and Nimsa. Yosef gathered all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and as well as the land of Canaan. So the Gemara says, In the end, I only know that he gathered all the money during the years of the famine from the land of Mislaim and the land of Canaan. How do I know that he also gathered money from other lands? Which means, and all of the land came down to Mislaim. And therefore must be besides Egypt and besides Canaan. So therefore must be the other countries of the world came down to Egypt and gave Yosef their money. Comes again and continues. And when the Jewish people came out of Egypt, all that money, all those riches, the Jewish people took out with them, which literally means they emptied out Egypt. They made Egypt like an animal trap that has no grain. In the olden days, they would take a trap and put grain in it in order to entrap the animal. So Egypt became like a trap without any grain, meaning it was totally emptied out. Gemara continues a different derasha. Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish Amar Kimsula she'en badagin. 
Meaning when the Pasuk says, Vainatselu, so he's learning it from like the word Mitsula. Mitsula is the depths of the ocean. So they made Egypt like the depths of the ocean that have no fish. The fish usually swim on the top of the waters where they can access themselves to some food. However, the bottom of the ocean is empty from fish. And therefore the Torah is telling us, according to this derash, two things. That we emptied out Egypt like a trap that has no bread, or like the ocean, the bottom of the ocean, that has no fish. So the Benish High explains we're saying two things over here. We cleaned them out on a physical level, which means there was no more uh, monetary um, assets left in Egypt. We took everything out. That's like a trap that has no bread. But we also cleaned out Egypt spiritually. Any vestige of Kedushah that was in Egypt, for example, the different Nitzotzot Kedushah, the Jewish people took those Kedushah out and left Mesraim spiritually bankrupt. And that is a reference to the second derash, Kimsulah She'en Ba Dagim, like a bottom of the ocean that has no fish. Comes the Gemara and says, What happened with all that money? Vayamunah Ad Rehavam. That money was in Jewish possession until the son of Shalomo Amelech Rehavam. Bashishak Melech Misraim Untalom Rehavam. Shishak, the king of Egypt, then came and took it from Rehavam. Shneemar, Vayi Bashana Hamishit Lamelech Rehavam, Ala Shishak Melech Misraim Al Yerushalayim. So Shishak came and ascended against Jerusalem. And he took all the treasures of the king and of the palace. Subsequently, Zerah, the king of Kush, seized the wealth from Shishak. That Ashbam says that there must have been a tradition to this, because it's really not written anywhere in the Navi about Zerah Melech Kush coming and taking it from Misraim. In any event, the Gemara continues. Ba Asa, then came Asa, the king of Yehuda, untalu mezerah Melech Kush, and he seized it from Zerah. Veshigerol Hadrimon ben Tabrimon, but he sent it as a bribe to Hadrimon ben Tabrimon when Baasha, the king of Israel, was preparing to fight Asa. So Asa sent all this money to Ben Hadad, which the Gemara calls him Hadrimon Ben Tabrimon, in order to induce him to wage war against Basha. Ba'u Ben Amon, untalum Hadrimon Ben Tabrimon. So then the Amonim came, and they took it from Hadrimon Ben Tabrimon. Ba'u Yoshafat, untalum Ben Amon. Then Yoshafat, the king, came and took it from the Amonim. There was a war that we learn in Sefer Melachim Bet that Yoshafat and the uh, Amonim had. And the Amonim, when they went out to war, they brought out all their treasures in order to give an incentive to the soldiers to fight. And this is what we're fighting for, to, to maintain all these treasures. So when Yoshafat defeated the Amonim, uh, we would assume that he plundered all the treasures as well. That money stayed by the Jewish people until Ahaz. 
came Sanhariv and he seized it from Ahaz. But Hizkiyah then subsequently came and took the money back from Sanhariv. That was on that night when Sanhariv surrounded Yerushalayim. And miraculously all his soldiers died on that night. So Hizkiyah was able to repossess all that money. And all that money remained until King Sidkiyahu. So the Kazdiim came and they took the money from Sidkiyah Melech. That was when Nebuchadnezzar destroyed the Beit HaMikdash. The Persians came and fought the Kazdiim and they seized the money. Furthermore, Then the Greeks came and they took it from the Persim. That was actually Alexander the Great. And the Romans came and they took it from the Greeks. And all that money that was originally taken with us out of Egypt, that money that Yosef had collected from the entire world, where is it today? It still remains in Rome. Yosef concealed three treasures in Misraim. One of those treasures was revealed to Korah. And one of them was revealed to Antoninus. This was the Roman Emperor Antoninus, who became the friend of the Kadosh. And one is hidden away for the Tzaddikim that are going to claim it in the future. So Gemara says, Anapasuk. Shalom Melech says, Again, this pasuk would be in Kohelet. Osher shamur lebaalav deraato. Shalom Melech said, sometimes uh, a person might have riches, but those riches are really for his misfortune, which means it's not a beracha. Amar b'shimon ben Lakish ze oshloshel Korah. This is referring to the riches of Korah, which means Korah's great riches caused them to become arrogant. And therefore, he even waged a war against Moshe and Aharon. And this led to the rebellion, and this led to Korah being swallowed on the ground. And therefore, uh, the money was his downfall. So that's Osher Shamur Lebaalav Dera'ato. And the Pasuk says, Ve'et kol haikum asher it says that the ground opened up, swallowed Korah, Datan Abiram, etc. And all the Yikum, it swallowed up uh, all their wealth. Wealth is referred to Yikum. The question is why? Amar bin Azar, Adam. Yikum represents the wealth of a person. Why? Shema Amido al-Raglab. It causes him to stand 
on his feet, which means lakum, like yakum. It causes him to stand on his own. Amar Rabbi Levi, Masui shelosh meot peradot levanot ayu maftechot bet genazav shel Korah. Just the keys, the Korah's treasure houses alone were equivalent to the load that 300 white mules would be able to carry. All those keys and locks were made of leather, which means they were very light keys. And still they were able to amass that you needed 300 um, mules in order to carry. That's only the keys to the treasure. Now, of course, the Mephashim explained that this is uh, an exaggeration. Usually when the Gemara says the number 300, it's just said to show an exaggerated number. And the Hachamim explained why did the Gemara choose white mules? Because white mules, if somebody comes near them, they kick uh, in order to uh, protect themselves. And therefore, uh, it was trying to say that he chose he chose uh, white mules in order that his keys would be protected. Comes the Gemara now and is Doresh, some of the Pesukim in the Halel. Now, in order to understand these Pesukim, let's just review a story in the Navi. Bari Olam told the Prophet Shemuel to go to the house of Yishai and appoint a king. He did not tell Shemuel and Navi which one of the sons of David, which one of the sons of Yishai was worthy to become the king. That was something Shemuel had to figure out on his own. And while Shemuel got to Yishai's house, the last candidate that they all figured that would become the king was David. He was the most unassuming of the candidates. And therefore when David Melech was finally chosen to become the king of Israel, it was a big shock to all. And therefore, they reacted. And the Gebarah says now, their reaction. Amar Rabbi Shemuel Ban-Nachmani Amar Rabbi Yonatan Odecha Ki'anitani And that pasuk that we say at the end of the Halil, Thank you God for answering me. Amar David That David Amelech said Because David again was the youngest of the sons of Yishai uh, it appeared that he was the least qualified and still he was chosen so once he was chosen he said thank you God for answering me and of course and I had salvation the stone the builders despised has now become the cornerstone which means the youngest of the sons now has become the most coveted. He has reached the highest level. This must be from God. Amru Ehav. That's what the brothers of uh, David said. Because it says, That's plural. That's wondrous in our eyes. This is the day that God has uh, sanctified, that God has made. He will rejoice and be happy in Agila, but it's Shemuel was 
very very happy because when he appointed David he saw in the future that David is going to be responsible for destroying many of the enemies of Israel please God save us now that David Amelech brothers said please save us through David then David said please God bring us success now Amar David Baruch Abba B'Shem Hashem Amar Yishai Blessed be the one that comes in the name of Hashem That was Yishai said Meaning when Yishai greeted Shemuel When he arrived to his house In order to appoint the king So he told him Baruch Abba B'Shem Hashem Welcome Berach Nuchem Bebet Hashem Amar Shemuel Which literally means we bless you From the house of Hashem That was said by Shemuel Which means uh, he blessed them all in the beginning. He did not know exactly which son yet was worthy of being the king. So they were all blessed. That God, Hashem, is the one that illuminates us. They all said that. That was after Shemuel was able to uh, choose the king. Obviously that came because he was enlightened from Hashem. So they all said that. Thank you, Hashem, for enlightening Shemuel. Isruhag ba'abotim, Amar Shemuel. Let us bring the festival korban, and of course, gratitude to God. That was Shemuel said. Eliata ve'odeka. You are my God, and I will thank you, Amar David. Elohai aromemeka. To God, I will exalt you, Amru Kulam. That was they all said. Now, this last point, when it says Elohai aromemeka. The Maharsha explains that this was referring to Birkata Zimun, which everybody uh, praises God in the Zimun. And therefore they made a Sa'udah and they all praised God. Hamza Gabbanan says, Tenan Hatam. We learned in a Mishnah. The Mishnah is in Masechet Sukkah. Bakom Shenagu Lichpol. In a place where they have the custom to double the Hallel, Yichpol. Some communities had a custom to recite every Pasuk of the Hallel twice. That was the Minhag. So if that's the Minhag, you do it. Lifshot, Yifshot. If the custom is just to read it straight, meaning not to double it, so you read it straight. Levarech acharav, Yibarech. Places that have the custom to say the Beracha acharona on the Hallel, they say it. That's the Yahalilucha. Hakol Everything follows the uh, local custom. This thing with the custom of the Halil was only said regarding the Berakha Harona. But regard to the Berakha that said before the Halil, the contrary to Mitzvah to make a Berakha before the Halil, actually it's an obligation. Gemara says the Amar of Yehuda Mar Shemuel. So we have a statement: Kol Mitzvot Bevarich Alehin Oved LaAsiyatan, which means regarding all the Mitzvot, we have to recite a blessing before we perform them. So therefore, Halel is no different. Halel is a Mitzvah, and therefore we would have to recite it, recite a Beracha before the Halel. Now the Gemara just wants to prove: How do you know the word Oved means to proceed? Or before, because it says, Before you perform them. So the Gibbara says, 
מהי משמע דהי עובד לשנה להקדומהו? How do you know that the word עובד is a language meaning to proceed? So the Gemara brings different proofs. אמר רב נחמן בר יצחק, תכתיב, וירוץ אחימעץ דרך הכיכר ויעבור את הכושי. This is referring to after Avshalom, the son of David, died. So they wanted to inform David. So Yoav ben Siruya sent a kushi to give David the news. But a fellow by the name of Ahimaaz, he ran before the kushi in order to tell David the news. So the Pasuk says, He went before the kushi. So you see the word over is to go before. Abayi Amar Abayi brings it from here. Vehu Aval Lifnehim, which literally means uh, he passed before them. That was referring to Yaakov. He went before his wives when he went to greet Esav. Ika de Amre Mehaka. Some say from here. Vayavod Malkam Lifnehim Vashem Berosham. When the Mashiach comes, the pasuk says. Vayavor Malkam Lefnem, their king is going to pass before them. That means the Melech Mashiach, Vashem Berosham. And of course, Hashem is going to be over them. Now the Gemara continues. Tanya, we have a Braita. Rabbi Kofel Ba Devarim. Rabbi, his custom regarding the Halil was to repeat certain parts. Actually, they, Mephashim explained that he would start repeating from Baruch Abba B'Shem Hashem B'Rachnuchem B'Bet Hashem He would double those Pesukim Rabbi El-Azhar bin Peratah Mosif Ba'adivarim He would even add more things to be repeated meaning he would start repeating the Halil from Odecha Ki Anitani Like the Gemara says My Mosif What did he add? Amar Abayim Mosif Lechpol Me'odecha from Odecha and down. But you see, both these rabbis did not have the minhag to be chofel, to double the entire halal, as was the minhag in some places. Darash Rav Avira. Rav Avira gave the following darashah. Zimnin Amarle Mishemed Rav Ameh. Sometimes he would say it in the name of Rav Ameh. The Zimnin Amarle Mishemed Rav Aseh. And sometimes he said it in the name of Rav Aseh. May Dikhtif. What does it mean when it says in the Pasuk by Yitzhak, the child grew, and he was weaned. And the Pasuk says in Abraham, Abraham And Abraham made a big party on the day that Yitzhak was weaned. Now, the Gemara is assuming that the extra words over here. Why these extra words? Because already it says, Hayelid. Um, so they want to say that that word Yelid is extra. Because we know we're talking about Yitzhak. And we know that he was a Yelid. Uh, the word Vayigamal also is extra. Because the next pasuk says, Beyomi Gamel et Yitzhak. So therefore the Gemara is going to discuss that this is referring to not only a Seudah that Abraham Abinu made for his son, but this is also referring to a Seudah that's going to take place. In the future. And what is that? Atid Kadosh Baruchu Lahasot. Sa'udah la God in the future is going to make a great feast. 
On the day that he's going to show his kindness upon the descendants of Yitzchak. So therefore, that's the Pasuk saying, uh, that God is going to make that's referring to the uh, Jewish people, uh, the descendants of the Jewish people, the descendants of Yitzchak, and God is going to make a party for them. After everybody's going to drink, eat and drink at this party, so they're going to give uh, the cup of Birkat Hamazon for Avram Abinu to make the Birkat Hamazon. As we learned many times, that the law is that when one makes Birkat Hamazon, they should use a kos. So they're going to give the zimun to Avram. Now we know that normally the Gadol, the greatest of the people sitting, makes the zimun. So therefore they're going to invite Avram Abinu. Avram is going to say, I cannot make the Berakha because after all, Yishmael came from me. And therefore he's going to say as if he's unfit. So, the Maharsha explains why Avraham felt that Yishmael would render him not uh, worthy to make the Berachah Zimun. Because we know that, uh, we learned in Masechet Berachot, that in Berkat Mazon you have to mention Berit, the Torah, you have to mention the Berit Milah, you have to mention the importance of the Torah, you have to mention the Berkat Aris, and of course, Malchut uh, Betavid and Binyan Yerushalayim. Now, since the covenant of the Berit Milah was made with Yitzhak Abinu, and not with Yishmael. So Abraham, who fathered Yishmael, felt he's not worthy to mention the Anyan of the Milah in the Berkat Amazon. Omer lo le Yitzhak. So they're going to go to Yitzhak Abinu, and they're going to tell him, Tol ubarich. Take the cup and make the Berkat Amazon. Omer lahen, eni mevarich. I cannot make Berkat Amazon either. Shiyatza memeni esav. So Esav came from me. Esav was also excluded from the Brit of me, the Brit Milah. So therefore, he didn't feel worthy. Omelol Yaakov, Tolu Barich. They're going to tell Yaakov, okay, you make the Berkat Mazon. Omel Lahen, any Mevarich. I cannot make the Beracha. Shenasati Shte Ahayod Behayehen. I married two sisters in their lifetimes. Shatida Torah Leoslan Alai, which eventually the Torah would forbid. And therefore Yaakov Abinu felt, how could he say the Birkat Mazon, which mentions Berit ve Torah, when he did something that eventually was going to be a suf from the Torah. Omelo le Moshe, tolu barech, tell Moshe, take the cup and make Birkat Mazon. Omelo him, eni mevarech. I cannot make the beracha. Shilozachiti likanes le Eris Israel. I did not ent- I did not have the privilege to enter Eris is Israel. So how can I say Birkat Mazon has a whole Birkat Aris? I didn't enter it, not in my lifetime, and not in my death. We know that Moshe Rabbeinu was buried, even his bones did not merit to enter Eris Israel, like the bones of Yosef, that eventually were reinterred in Eris Israel. So, so then, they're going to tell Yoshua, take the cup, and make the Berkat Amazon. Shalosachiti leben. Yeshua did not merit 
to have a son. Even though Yeshua was a great tzaddik, he conquered Israel, he did not leave a son who would build Yerushalayim in the Beit HaMikdash. So therefore he felt, how could he say, the Berachot that talk about the Binyan of Yerushalayim and the Beit HaMikdash. How do we know he didn't leave a son? Because the Pasuk says in the Vedayimim Dikhtiv, Yoshua bin Nun. Nun beno, Yoshua beno. Which means it says, uh, Nun was his son, and Yoshua was his son. Which is when they're giving the um, lineage of Shevet Ephraim, so the last one in the lineage is Nun, and then his son Yoshua, and then the lineage of Ephraim stops, implying that Yoshua was the last of his lineage because he did not have a son. So finally, Omer David, we're going to come to David and Melech, and they're going to tell him, Tolu Barech, take the cup and make Prikat Mazon. Omer Laem, so David and is going to say, Ani Avarech, I'm going to make the Prikat Mazon. Velina El Barech. And it's fitting for me to make the Birkat Tamazon. David Melech, after all, was responsible for building Yerushalayim. David Melech's son, Shilomo, built the Beit HaMikdash. And therefore he felt that there was no uh, reason uh, that he would not be able to uh, say the Birkat Tamazon. After all, he also was had the Brit Milah, and obviously he had a lot of Torah. Shine'eman, how do we know David Melech is going to make this Zimun, Kosh Yeshuot Esa Ubshem Hashem Ekra. David Melech says, One day I shall raise the cup of salvation and praise God. So that is the order of the way the Zimun is going to be made. On that day that God makes the party for the descendants of Yitzhak Abinu. And now we move on to the next Mishnah. And that is the Mishnah, which literally means we cannot conclude the Seder meal with, which is after we eat the Korban Pesach, with Afikoman. You cannot end the meal with Afikoman. Now, we don't know what Afikoman is, so the Gemara now is going to explain. My Afikoman, what does this mean, Afikoman? You cannot conclude the seder meal with afikoman. So we have different opinions. Amar Rav, shelo yaakru mehabura lahabura, which means after you eat the korban pesach, you should not uproot yourself from one group to go and join another group. Now, what is this referring to? So the Rashbam explains. We learned earlier in the Masechet, according to the um, opinion of Rabbi Yehuda that Rabbi Yehuda held that although the group of Qurban Pesach can be split up and eaten in different places and you can split up the group but one person cannot eat the Qurban Pesach in two different places which means if he starts to eat in one place he has to finish eating there he cannot go and eat it somewhere else so here, the Gemara is interpreting the Mishnah as follows, that after one concludes his Qur'an Pesach in place A, he is not allowed to go to place B and eat anything, even if he wants to eat regular food or other things. Why? 
Because if we allow him to go to another place and eat, he might come to take some of the Qur'an Pesach with him to that other place and eat as well. And then he's going to transgress the Yisur of eating the Qur'an Pesach in two places. So therefore, we do not allow the members of the Seder, after the Seder, to go to another place and eat anything. Now, how is that? That's a Gezerah, obviously. Now, how is that learned from the word Afikoman? So Rajbam explains, it's a combination of two words. Apichu menaichu. means, take out your vessels. Which means, Which means, they're not allowed to say after the Qurban Pesach, Let's take our vessels, our plates, our forks, our knives, and let's go bring it somewhere else to continue eating. No, you cannot do a pikoman after. Now, according to this opinion, it would be clear that if a person wants to continue eating where he is after the Qurban Pesach, it would not be a problem. They did not make a gezera. They only made a gezera to continue eating somewhere else, even non-Qurban Pesach things, lest the person brings the Qurban Pesach to a different place and then transgresses that isud. So that is the opinion of Rav. Now we read the opinion of Shmuel. Shmuel Amar. Shmuel says, no. Kegon this means that after the Qurban Pesach, one should not eat dessert. For example, mushrooms, which means Shemuel uh, liked mushrooms. Uh, or for Abba, uh, pigeons. Uh, that was the name of Rav. Rav, his real name was Abba. But out of respect, they just referred to him as Rav, like the Rav, the Rav. Just like the Biud Nasi. They referred to him as Rabbeinu HaKadosh. So uh, the Gemara will say that really Apikoman means dessert. Meaning whatever a person likes to eat after the meal. Um, like he says, I like to eat uh, these mushrooms. Uh, where Abal would like to eat pigeons. Now, what's the logic? Why would be Asur? So the uh, Mephashim explained that uh, they want to keep the flavor of the Qurban Pesach in his mouth. I mean, they want the ta'am to remain. Let's read that in um, the Rajbam. Uh, it would be one, two, three, four, five lines down after they get wide. Kegon ardila'ayli. Like for me to eat mushrooms, they goes layala abba lerav lerav. The Shmuel abar agil lechod bekinuach seuda kemeinu petriot. Shmuel was accustomed in his dessert to eat, let's say, mushrooms, uh, truffles, and mushrooms. The rav agil lechol hamsuda to goes a lot, and rav was accustomed after the meal to eat pigeons. Ve'nashon afikoman. So what does afikoman mean according to this? Hotziu ve'aviu mine metika. Bring out a piku mine. Go bring out some of the desserts. The atash Shmuel lememar. The hadush of Shmuel is delo mebaya shelo yakol machmurato lachmura acheret. For sure, not only can't you go to another group to continue eating something else, ela afilu bachmurato asru leechol klum achara pesach. Even in your own group, you shouldn't eat anything after kavat pesach shelo yovad memenu tama pesach. 
so you don't lose the flavor of the Qurban Pesach. Because the law is you have to eat the Qurban Pesach at the end of the meal on a full stomach. It says the way you eat it is the Moshcha. That means Ligdula. You have to eat it in an important way. Like the kings eat. The kings don't eat on an empty stomach. So in any event, we have a fantastic matlokere between Nam and Shemuel. Rav only forbids to go eat something else by another group. But to stay in your own group and eat other things after the Qurban Pesach is not a problem. However, Shemuel says, no, even in the group itself, it is forbidden to eat dessert after the Qurban Pesach. That should be the last thing you eat in order to keep the flavor in your mouth. And the Gemara continues and says, we have other rabbis that concur with Shemuel's opinion. That of Hanina, Bar Shira, that of Yohanan Amar, Tegon Temarim, Tenayot, Ve'egozim. This means that one should not eat dessert, for example, dates, Toasted grains or walnuts, which means Rabbi Yohanan and Rabbi Hanina agree to Shemuel, they're just giving a different uh, preference to what uh, the dessert uh, was for them. Tanya Kevated Rabbi Yohanan. We have a Braita that was taught uh, just like the opinion of Rabbi Yohanan. That one should not conclude the meal of the Seder by eating dessert like dates, toasted grain or walnut. So there we see the mahloket between Rav and Shemuel. And we see that Yohanan also concurs with the opinion of Shemuel. And we have a braita to support that as well. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.